This is the Bitcoin and Markets podcast. My name is Ansel Lindner, and I'm keeping you ahead of the curve in Bitcoin. What's up, Bitcoiners? Back with another episode. And today I want to talk about this safe harbor proposal. Uh, you probably saw this. It was from Hester Pierce. She is the, I think I'm saying that name right, Pierce. She is mm, probably considered the uh, friendliest Bitcoin commissioner there at the SEC. She's been on several podcasts talking about it, I think a couple at least. And uh, she seems like she wants open innovation and stuff. But remember, the SEC has been blocking a Bitcoin ETF for over four years. So much so that the main companies behind that have been trying to get these ETFs passed or approved have completely given up. So, um, you know, the, the SEC is not friendly to Bitcoin one bit. Uh, and also, they're supposed to be consumer protection. All of these ICOs are scams. They didn't, they, they've gone after a few ICOs and every month you might see one ICO that they went after that had raised a hundred million and had to pay a hundred thousand dollar fine. I'm not kidding you. They, they went after EOS and they raised four billion dollars. And I think they paid like a $10 million fine. It's ridiculous what the SEC has done with these ICOs. There is no way can you like bend that to be consumer protection. They don't care about the consumer. I mean, they are at fault for when was the Securities and Exchange Act or whatever. That was 1933 or something like that. Um, so they, they are responsible for four generations of idiots that can't evaluate their own investments. They've created this problem that makes these investors willing to put money into these ICOs in the first place. And then they don't even go after the ICOs to protect the consumer. <laughs> it's horrible. Anyway, so Hester Pierce has made this proposal for a safe harbor. It would be something like uh, three years that you would get from your ICO to uh, being evaluated on your cent decentralization. So you have like three years to produce a product and become decentralized. This is kind of going off this idea of Ethereum, right? Ethereum was centralized when it launched and then it became decentralized enough where unofficially they consider it not a security, but we don't know that either. Um, they've, they haven't ever made like an, any sort of official ruling. They've just had some commissioners come out and say, Oh, we think that it's not, it's too decentralized now to be a security, but they've never said officially what they think on that. So they could always come back and say it is a security. And if ETH 2.0 happens, uh, they could say ETH 2.0 is a security where ETH one wasn't, you know, so there is, there's a lot of confusion going on in that respect, but. This So she proposes this safe harbor for three years. I think it is. I should probably. Yes. So the safe harbor thing gives them a three-year grace period to decentralize their network before they are uh, evaluated as a security or not. Um, this is absolutely horrible <laughs> because what it does is it tells the consumer that these things are legit. How many ICOs? happened in 2016, 2017, thousands. How many have resulted in any sort of product? A handful, 10. If you look at the top 
100 coins that are actually used. I mean, we can't even look at the top 100. We'd have to look at like the top 20. How many of those were ICOs? A handful. Maybe. So out of the thousands of ICOs, you have, let's just say 10. 10 that were legit. So that's less than 1%. And now you want to make a safe harbor for them. It is telling people that it's okay to invest in these scams. See, that's, they're, they're creating the problem. Government creates the problems here. It creates the freaking problem. And then everyone's going to get scammed and then they're going to come in later, right? And then find them, uh, 10 million on a $4 billion raise. It's ridiculous. So I see two possibilities why this is even being thought of. Either she or they don't understand what these, what this technology is. That's a possibility. It's probably a br- pretty good possibility. And I, I would actually put the, the probabilities of these two choices at about 50 50, whether <laughs> which one it is. Um, but the first one is that they don't understand this technology at all. The second one <laughs> that it's a conspiracy against Bitcoin. Think about it. The Bitcoin ETF has been delayed for four years and now people have given up on it pretty much. And the ICOs that were total scams are now given a grace period to scam for three years uninterrupted. It boggles the mind. It boggles the mind. This is a proposal to a new rule change or, or uh, bending of the rules for these ICOs for a safe harbor. Instead of writing this, how about you write a proposal to bend the rules for a Bitcoin ETF? That's not going to be a scam. It's been, <laughs> it's so blatantly the wrong way to go that you have to say that there's a very good possibility that it is malicious. So anyway, all right, that's it for this short update. Thank you for joining me. My name is Ansel Linder. This is Bitcoin and Markets. This is a listener supported podcast. So go to patreon.com forward slash Bitcoin and Markets and help support the show. You can also like and subscribe and share this content around with people you think would be interested. And don't forget about my weekly newsletter. I put that out every Friday called the Fundamentals Report. You can find that at bitcoinandmarkets.com forward slash report. All right, guys, have a good weekend. Stay safe and healthy and hopefully you won't be catching the coronavirus. And stay tuned. More podcast episodes are coming out real soon. We'll see you then.